This is a You Are Not A Frog quick tip, a tiny taster of the kinds of things we talk about on our full podcast episodes. I've chosen today's topic to give you a helpful boost in the time it takes to have a cup of tea, so you can return to whatever else you're up to, feeling energised and inspired. For more tools, tips and insights to help you thrive at work, don't forget to subscribe to You Are Not A Frog wherever you get your podcasts. Today I want to talk about difficult emotions because often when we feel angry, when we feel anxious, when we feel worried, we think that there is definitely something wrong and we need to change what we're doing in order to get rid of them. But I want to challenge this idea and help you think through the fact that actually sometimes if it doesn't hurt, then there is something wrong. Flip it on its head. Now, this summer, I went to Latitude with the family and we ended up going to the comedy tent where we listened to David O'Doherty, who's one of my favourite comedians. He's a chap who sits there with this little Casio keyboard and plays these amazingly quirky little songs and it's just really fun. He was describing in graphic detail the time that he went for an STD test. Now, this was quite a while ago and the consultant was doing it the old-fashioned way, sticking a swab in where it really, really hurt. And he describes the fact as he's lying on the couch and the consultant is doing the test and he is wincing or even screaming out loud. The consultant turns around to him with a glint in his eye, says, you know what? If it didn't hurt, there'd be something wrong. And if you think about it, every relationship we have, every time we do something that risks failure, we risk being hurt, we risk things going wrong. There's that phrase that that grief is the price we pay for love. And at Latitude, almost every single band that we saw, every comedian we saw, every talk that we went to, they were talking about the fact that COVID had been a terrible time for them. They had really, really missed live audiences and interacting. Now, if they hadn't missed that, then there would have been something wrong. I know that many people who were forced to stay at home during COVID and not going to the workplace desperately missed their colleagues, desperately missed the face-to-face interactions. And you know what? There were some people that didn't miss their workplace at all. Maybe they didn't get on with their colleagues or there was a toxic workplace. They were totally happy to stay at home. So I would say if you weren't suffering, if you weren't missing things during COVID, then there would be something wrong. It is normal to feel worried, to feel hurt, to feel anxious, to feel bad, to feel guilty. And when we get these negative emotions, our first thought is to try and squash them, also try and change what we do. And I know I am really, really guilty about that. For example, one of my children uh, wasn't invited to a party uh, about six months ago, and I felt terrible and my first action was what can I do to change this how can I sort this out for them and then I realized there was nothing that I could do and it it took a lot of um, inner work let's just say to just sit there and realize I was feeling sad and 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 disappointed For, for for the child and if it didn't hurt there would be something wrong if I wasn't feeling worried and upset about it then I probably wasn't that invested in in that child's happiness If it doesn't hurt, then there's something wrong. And we all know that things like difficult emotions and physical pain 
are very good warning bells for us. They are our body's alarm system. We know, for example, that if you don't experience pain, you're in trouble. There are some people who have genetic problem, which means that they don't feel pain at all. And this means that they are at huge risk of injury. Even just lying in a funny position at night can cause some damage to their joints. We know that in leprosy, you lose your peripheral nerves and you are at, at, at risk of infection and damaging your, your fingers, your toes, your peripheries. So pain is a gift. Likewise, difficult emotions alert us to the fact that there may be something wrong. But the problem is, most of us take difficult emotions as a sign that there definitely is something wrong and we take them as fact. A lot of the time they are not fact, they are just an, an alarm bell, a warning sign. I like to think of this a little bit like the, the warning signs that come up on my car dashboard. Now, sometimes there's a warning sign that says, you know, your boot is open, your door is open, at which point I need to stop, I need to take notice and close it. There are some warning signs that say your tyres are very low, at which point when I can, I stop, I, I measure the tyre pressure, I sort that out. But there are some warning signs, for example, when I've got a really heavy bag on the front seat, it says warning, warning, passenger, no seatbelt. I know I can ignore that warning sign because it's not actually true. There is no passenger that needs a seatbelt. There are some things that we can ignore. For example, the other night we'd been away and I got back really late. I'd had a really long weekend. We'd had a fantastic time, but I'd been out late. I was really exhausted. And someone says something in my family that I got a bit grumpy with, if I have to be honest. And I ended up thinking, oh, why are they always like this? And absolutely winding myself up about it and thinking, I'm feeling so cross and upset. There must be something really wrong. Luckily, I stopped myself in time and thought, actually, maybe, just maybe, I need to go to bed and get an early night. I went to bed and it's amazing how different things look the next day. I remember hearing a podcast with a gastroenterologist and she was talking about the fact that she uh, often wakes up in the middle of the night feeling a bit anxious and worried about things. And she has learned through trial and error, through knowing her body, through knowing about the gut-brain system, that if she feels quite uncomfortable in her gut and if she feels anxious, her first thought isn't, what is wrong? What am I worried about? Her first thought is, what did I eat yesterday? And do I need to have a cup of peppermint tea to settle things down? So actually paying attention to our physical needs. Sometimes the warning light is wrong. Sometimes our emotions are just telling us that there might be something wrong and if we... we stop for a minute to examine it, then actually we find that there is nothing wrong and we can ignore that warning. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours? Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash get your life back.
Now, sometimes our emotions are telling us that there is something that needs to be changed. If we are very worried about a patient, for example, perhaps we need to do something different in our management and that is going to spur us into action. If we're feeling guilty about something we said to somebody which upset them and we could have done something different and maybe we were not as kind as we wanted to be, maybe we need to go put that right. If our emotions are flagging something serious to us we know is not okay, we need to do something about that. Okay, so you've got the emotions that are warning signs and actually there's nothing wrong. You've got the the emotions that are warning signs and actually there is something wrong. The problem is those emotions look quite similar and often it's the case of discerning that. There's something in the middle though. There's those emotions that are showing us, yeah, there is something wrong, but actually we don't need to do anything about it. And these are the emotions I think we really, really struggle with. For example, saying, no, we can't do that extra shift and then feeling guilty that we put someone out or actually stopping and saying, I need to go home today because I I, I have no brain power left, which means that that job gets delayed and someone might be a little bit inconvenienced or put out. That's when we might feel guilty. Does that guilt mean that we should change what we're doing? No, it doesn't. That guilt just means that you're a good person. Congratulations, you're not a psychopath. And that you're also a human being and you have your limits. But so often when we feel that guilt, we crumble and we think, oh no, I've got to to sort it out. I've got to do something different. But actually that guilt just means that it didn't, if it didn't hurt, there'd be something wrong. If you didn't feel bad about not being able to finish all that work, if you didn't feel bad about not being able to help out in that situation, there would be something wrong. Now, many of us are getting very upset and cross about the attitude of the general public at the moment, being cross that they can't maybe access healthcare in the same way that they used to be able to do or get an instant answer. And they're getting very vitriolic. They're being horrible in the press. We're getting quite a lot of grief um, in the surgeries, in clinics, in the hospital. We often get negative emotions associated with that. But what if we flip that and we thought, actually, if we didn't get negative emotions, there would be something wrong. Instead of feeling, I'm getting negative emotions, this is awful. It indicates that people are used to getting an absolutely fantastic service. That the healthcare system in the UK is actually brilliant in terms of people being able to access it for free and generally get their needs met when they need to be met. So when people get upset, when people start to have a go, it's uncomfortable. But if it didn't hurt, there'd be something wrong. If they weren't complaining, in fact, that would show that actually they had very, very low expectations. But just because you feel the uncomfortable emotions does not mean you need to change what you're doing. So the question then becomes, well, how do we then tell what we need to do differently when we need to act on those emotions, when we um, can just acknowledge it and say, well, if it didn't hurt, there'd be something wrong, or when we just need to ignore it and say, actually, there is nothing wrong? Well, firstly, just become really granular about what you are experiencing. Most people can say they're happy, sad, angry or scared, those four big emotions, But if you try to sort of name those emotions underneath, what are you feeling? Are you feeling disappointed? Are you feeling upset? Are you feeling 
let down, all those sorts of things. That can help you tell if there really is a problem that you need to do something about. The next question to ask is, what does it matter? What are the consequences of this? So if you've done something or you've said no to something which could cause significant patient harm, then you will need to go and change that. You'll need to go and put that right. But if it's just something that has caused someone to be a bit disgruntled, then actually you don't need to change that at all. And side note, nobody likes to be told no, even if it's completely reasonable. Okay, even if a friend says to me, no, I can't do that. I always feel, oh, why can't you do that? Have you got something better to do? So it's a normal reaction for people to be a little bit put out when you say no to them. Remember, if it didn't hurt, there'd be something wrong. Does not mean you need to change what you're doing. And then, uh, so figuring out, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Is anyone going to come to significant harm? Is it going to dangerously impact my family, my career, somebody else? Most of the time, the answer is no. The next question to ask is, am I in control of this? You know, do you have control over the situation? Because you do not have control over what other people think, what they say, what they do, how they react. The only thing you have control of is what you think or say, or do, and how you respond to the situation. So you can only do what you can do, and you can't stop them getting cross, feeling bad. Okay. And then finally, if you're still struggling with knowing if this warning bell is something you need to respond to, something you need to ignore, or something you need to just sit with, then ask a neutral observer. Ask a trusted colleague, ask a trusted friend, what do you think of this situation? Should I be acting on it? Should I be doing anything different? What would a neutral observer say? So I'd just like to challenge you. Next time you feel some emotions that are uncomfortable, you're feeling guilty about something, you're feeling anxious or worried about something, ask yourself those four questions. What am I really feeling? Name that emotion. Secondly, what does it matter? Does it have severe consequences, severe enough that I need to change what I'm doing? Thirdly, am I in control of this anyway? There are some things that, yes, they matter, but no, you can't do anything about it, unfortunately. And then finally, what would a neutral observer say? What would a trusted colleague say about that? And you need to embrace the guilt of maybe upsetting people, of maybe being wrong a few times, okay? And just use that mantra, if it didn't hurt, there would be something wrong. And if you are struggling to sit with those difficult emotions, then I recommend a really good book by Russ Harris called The Happiness Trap. It talks about your thinking and how you can either choose to fuse with some of those emotions or how you can choose to let those go. It's not a good idea to really suppress some of the emotions such as anger or sadness. You need to learn how to let them out in a healthy way. So you may need to get some extra help with that. But I hope this has just challenged the idea that all our emotions are fact and they need acting on. So try asking those four questions this week. Talk it through with some colleagues. Have a little consortium that you know you can go and ask advice from. I'd love to know your thoughts and your comments. Do email me at hello at youarenotafrog.com and I'll see you for the next episode.